0: shopaholics japan where we chat about life in japan and the amazing japanese products we can't live without i'm grant i'm jessica i'm guy and we are your hosts for this week this podcast is powered by world shopping which makes online shopping on japanese stores easy on this episode we're chatting about summer in japan things to do things to eat and of course things to buy so when i say summer in japan What's the first image that comes to your mind? Summer festivals and electric fans. Oh, okay. Two very important Japanese cultural elements. What about you, Cheska?
1: I would say, like, maybe similar, the firework festivals.
0: Yeah, the first thing that comes to my mind is the summer festivals. So since all three of us, we mentioned that, let's go (laughs) ahead and start there. So when it comes to summer festivals... We don't really have to explain it piece by piece, but when you go to summer festivals, what kind of things do you like to do
2: there? I'll just walk around and mm. try the food. I always go for the squid. Oh, okay. Like fried uh, squid or? Yeah. You don't like the grilled, the shioyaki squid? Is it like in a ring?
1: Or just the food. one on a stick?
2: Yeah. Just like, oh, okay. just like you have a squid on a stick and it tastes mm. like Japan. And then I get some <laughs> shaved ice because it's blazing steaks out and I just enjoy the atmosphere.
1: Similarly, I really like the food and I always make t- a point to get yakisoba from one of the ones I go to, but it usually ends up being all cuz mm. I mean you can get yakisoba at, like at a convenience, but there's something about the summer festival atmosphere that makes it taste better. Yeah,
0: definitely. There's a lot of people there and there's a lot of colors, all the stands have these like mm-hmm. really brightly designed decorations. So it definitely feels very active.
1: Sometimes depending on who I'm going with or what I might wear a yukata like, yes. The really nice patterned, like, I guess one layer kimono.
0: Mm, yeah. Because, <laughs> like,
1: a real kimono is, like, I don't know how many layers they have, but.
0: Right. You think you need summer, to help you, you think it yukata on. in Japan. Mm. Yeah, that's definitely peak Japan for me when I think of summer festival, yukata, and, of course, fireworks. So, all three of those together. I think that's definitely, if you come to Japan in summer, you have got to do this no matter what. You've got mm-hmm. to go to summer festival when you're wearing a yukata, and watch fireworks at night. If you can do that, I think your trip will be pretty good. So I guess we can kind of talk a little bit about yukatas. It is like a very casual kimono. So you can Mm -hmm. actually just wear it, you know, walking around shopping. You don't have to break it out only for
2: special occasions. So what about you, Kai? Do you own any yukatas? I've always wanted to get one, but it just... It never seems to be the priority of the month, I guess. When I was in a mentioned...
1: language school, they were selling them.
2: Oh, really? Oh, that's cool. You know, you mentioned that, you know, it doesn't have to be for special occasions. You can wear it to McDonald's or use it out and about throughout your day. But for the most part, people don't. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. at least maybe it's different in Tokyo, but around here, unless there's some sort of event going on, most people, I don't see anybody wearing the yukata. During summertime. I think people like but to I break it out then.
1: probably just people who are on their way to one of the festivals and mm. they just have it on the whole day.
2: Yeah. Yeah, like it's usually, they're going to a festival, they're coming back from a festival, they're at the festival, or there's usually some sort of event tied to it. But if
0: you come from overseas and you want to wear a yukata every day, you could. Everyone will just think it's normal, actually. You could technically wear a yukata every single day and nobody will raise an eye. But you can wear a totally different style of dress in Japan and everyone's kind of cool with it. It doesn't really matter. You do have to kind of get used to maneuvering around. But if you can do it, you can wear it every single day. Uh,
1: I would give a heads up warning to hmm. any girls. If you want to go the whole nine yards and like wear the wooden sandals, the geta, if you have large feet, don't do it because they don't make (laughs) them very big. Mm. And I got some because they were part of a set when I got the yukata. Mm. And yeah, they're too small and my feet were <laughs> killing me by the end mm. of the day.
0: I think a yukata sneaker combo is kind of fashionable these days. So <laughs> you can go with whatever you want. I have a few yukatas as well. The first one I ever bought was in Kyoto, of course, because I wanted oh. something very traditional. And I went during summertime. So I went to kind of a vintage like kimono and yukata store. And I got a pretty Good one that was not too expensive. And, but recently, since I bought that one quite a while ago, I wanted to have a newer one for the Tokyo Summer Festivals. And I bought it online actually. And I know a lot of people think, oh, is it okay to just buy like a yukata online? Do you need to, you know, measure every single aspect of your body first so it can fit it? But not really. You can just have a kind of general size and it will fit you. The one I bought online, it was totally okay. I didn't even wear it before it came to my house. And it fit perfectly. So, yeah, don't be afraid to buy yukatas or kimono. Or maybe kimono. Well, I think you can still probably buy kimono online if you know your mm. size, but yukata definitely super easy to buy. Yeah,
1: especially because of like the way it's designed to be put on. Mm-hmm. Anything that's like slightly too long or whatever, you just fold the fabric a bit. And mm. that's p- even part of the normal way of putting it on.
0: Yeah. And one store I kind of wanted to recommend if you want to buy a kimono or yukata online is Kimono Machi. And they Mm. sell everything from like casual yukatas that you can just buy as like one piece and it comes with everything. Or they also sell if you're like a kimono otaku, for example, they sell Mm. like every single small itty bitty piece of a kimono. So it's really good shop for both kind of beginners and experts for yukatas and kimonos. Yeah. Yeah, Just talking about it kind of makes me want to
1: patterns like yeah crazy just like the wide variety of designs
0: yeah not just well, traditional I, I don't as necessarily
1: as... know about that shop but i just mean in mm. general
0: yeah not just traditional as well a lot of like modern styles and patterns as well there's different types of kimono shops hmm. so yeah we talked about the festivals eating walking so let's talk about some other japanese customs for summertime so what is something that you guys always eat during japanese summer
1: this is going to be very strange, but mm. 7-Eleven has a like a popsicle bar kind of series that's mm. basically almost as if the same as apple flavor or the same as okay. pineapple. It's like as if you're eating a pineapple. And they have a kiwi one that shows up in the summers that is delicious. And as soon as summer comes around, I keep an eye out for whenever it will show up it doesn't it's not consistent about like oh it's beginning of july it'll be here now it's at some point in time in summer it's going to show up so that's what i look forward to
0: yeah i think ice cream is definitely the go-to when it comes to japanese summer because yeah we haven't really talked about the elephant in the room but japanese summers are hot extremely extremely hot yes depending on where you're from like me and kai we're from hot places but even for us, it's still a different type of heat. Wouldn't you agree, Kai?
2: Oh, yeah. The humidity is relentless. And I'm from the tropics. Mm. I'm from Hawaii. It's a fairly humid place there too, but it's mm. different here. So, for example, what should we do if we come to Japan in summertime to kind of prevent or kind of beat the heat? Stay yes. hydrated. You know, there are convenience everywhere. They're air conditioned. Don't be afraid to pop in just to cool off.
1: Another thing is parasols. Oh, yes. I mean, you don't really see too many foreigners using them. But Mm. for example, my roommate, she's Japanese and once summertime comes, she will not go out without a parasol to like stay out of like the direct sun.
0: Yeah, I see them kind of quite often. And I have run into like parasol shops that are kind of geared towards tourists. There's one in Shinjuku. Mm -hmm. Actually, it's like right next to the Godzilla official merch store. Oh, really? So You (laughs) you can buy Godzilla toys and you can also buy a parasol in the same space. But it is something that is quite useful. Maybe also in America, too.
1: And since they're not really designed for like rainy weather, they're mm. a lot lighter and smaller and compact. If it happens to be a shady area, you can just pack it up right away and have it be out of your way.
0: Mm. Definitely. And going back to the the clothing aspect, if you do want some summer oriented clothing or some sort of even beach wear, we haven't really touched on the beaches, but yes, Japan does have beaches. Mm-hmm. So one shop that I like is appropriately called the Endless Summer. And they mostly sell fun t-shirt designs, especially with like this, uh, I guess it's a pug. So there's like so many different like pug designs. So it's kind of a silly, (laughs) lighthearted vibe. And they sell sunglasses as well. And even like mugs and drinks and flip flops, all that kind of stuff. So if you're looking for some sort of like Japanese summer apparel, the endless summer, I think definitely has everything you kind of need.
1: I would also mention Uniqlo, you think they're heat tech in the winter. That like mm. inner layer, but they also have one designed to keep you cool. And I can't, oh. I think it's called like Air. Oh, uh, yes. Their yes. Air series or oh, Airism or something. Yeah, something like that. And they've done whatever magical technology research to come up with like a fabric that helps you stay cooler.
0: Yeah. And I think it also My roommate keeps keeps has you dry. just
1: restocked on hers. Yeah, mm. yeah.
0: I don't know how they do it, to be honest. Both Heat Tech and <laughs> Airism are. Like borderline magic. I also definitely recommend that if you come to Japan and you're drenched in sweat, if you need something to buy, you can easily pop into Uniqlo and get, get a whole new outfit. So going back to food a little bit, I think kind of the quintessential Japanese summer food is kakigori, which is mm. shaved ice. I would say different from the typical shaved ice or like a snow cone, for example, that we have in America. It's a bit softer and there's a lot and definitely much bigger.
1: Softer. Okay, I have I hope a question
0: so the ice is much
2: coarser here.
0: Really? Yeah. I guess the... maybe the ones
2: in my home, it's like much harder, but... Yeah, in Hawaii, they're basically... It's shaved ice, so it's almost like... It's fluffy, almost like snow. And over mm. here, you know, you got some crunch in it. There's probably crushed ice. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. A Kakigori yeah. is basically
0: like a paper cup. It comes with almost like a mountain of ice. Mm-hmm. And it often has flavors that is really just kind of like this liquid sugar that they kind of pour over it. They also have some really more extravagant kakigoris you can buy at some cafes, like matcha kakigori with red bean in it as well.
1: Mm, so there's a lot of melon. different kakigori.
0: Yeah. So I think that's definitely a go-to if you're really, really hot. Or even if you're not, it's really atmospheric when you're eating kakigori because yeah. it definitely feels like, oh, I'm in Japan. And, oh, it's it's summertime. So you can definitely feel the atmosphere when you're eating it.
1: Yeah. And you can also buy like a s- small little like machines to make kakigori at home.
0: Uh, and, then, yes. like,
1: make the shaved ice, and then you can buy like the d- different bottles of the syrup. I-, I don't have that, but I've seen it when I've been out shopping.
0: And some other Japanese food that you can eat during summertime. There's, like I said earlier, ramune, which is kind of their popular Japanese soda. It's a bit a mix between not really like Coca-Cola, but it is more closer to like a cider or like a fizzy drink. Yes. It's very distinctly Japanese. I have nothing to compare it to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to say Sprite. It's because it's definitely di- more distinct from Sprite, but I guess that's maybe the closest analog to it. Yeah. It's like... a clear
2: soda and it's refreshing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But and... for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, I think the most distinctive aspect of it is the container.
2: Yes. Oh, the bottles are iconic. Yeah. Yeah. It's like this
0: it's kind of like warped a little bit and to open it, you need to press down and it pushes like this glass marble kind of into the middle of the, of the bottle. It doesn't.
1: Yeah. There's like a, a the... bubble in the, in the neck of the bottle. Yeah. Where this, this marble can sit, but not fall all the way down. Into yeah. The bottle. It
0: doesn't, it doesn't drop into the liquid. So you won't accidentally drink a marble. But it is <laughs> like, a, especially for kids. It's like an iconic Japanese drink as well. So we talked a little bit about some of the traditional customs of Japanese summer, but if somebody comes to Japan during summertime, where should they go? Do you have any recommended hotspots?
2: So Kyushu gets very, very, very hot in the summer, even compared to Tokyo and Osaka and everything. Mm. Mm. So I'm not sure if I would recommend people come to Japan <laughs> in the summer, but if you do, in Itoshima, they have some beautiful beaches. Mm. You go to the beach and in in the water you see this huge white gate you know like you mm. know those shinto gates mm-hmm. and then just just off to the right of them you'll see a pair of massive rocks with a huge rope going across it and i think that's really cool to check out oh, it's wow. very instagrammable other than the beach would, of course just like tokyo or any place else i would say check out the festivals specific to Fukuoka, i would say check out the yatai Yes, Not the ones part of the festival, but just kind of along the river. And you'll even see them in tension once the sun starts to set. And that's kind of a cool experience. You're out in the open air and you get to try some of the local specialties. I went to Kyushu
0: during summertime years ago, and I felt like every day I was just accidentally stumbling upon a Japanese festival with tons of yatai everywhere. So it's, I think, kind of easy. Maybe I'm being presumptuous, but definitely like quite often they're holding... A lot of different festivals, especially if you go to like a arcade or shotengai. guy. Yeah, there's and, a lot
2: of little ones that you can yeah. just randomly stumble into.
0: Yeah, that was like a really awesome atmosphere. I'm just wandering around Japan, and oh, suddenly there's a festival, which is, is definitely can happen pretty much any weekend in Japan during summertime.
1: Yeah, I would say to the listeners, you don't have to. I, I think it would almost be harder to plan a trip to japan in summertime where there would be no festivals happening anywhere (laughs) yeah so i don't think that would be anything anyone have to worry about oh no I, i might not get to see one
0: yeah and i think you don't really need to get hung up on seeing a specific one for example there are some famous festivals but you can really just go to any local festival and it has a really great atmosphere and i think even the local ones are a bit better than the more i guess more worldwide known ones because they're much more smaller and local and more authentic. And they have, it's also, yeah, not as crowded. So yeah, I would definitely recommend maybe wherever your hotel is or wherever you're staying in Japan, just kind of search for, for example, if you're staying in Shinjuku, you could just search for like Shinjuku Summer Festival. And I'm sure there'll be a neighborhood in Shinjuku that will have one, no matter what weekend mm-hmm. you come. Yeah. Oh, one thing I, I kind of want to pivot hard into this because I totally forgot about it, but it is one of my favorite elements of Japanese summer is that, you know, we talked about, oh, Japanese summer is really hot and it's sunny and whatnot. But mm-hmm. in June, it's the rainy season. And so it often has a lot of rain. But one positive aspect of that is the ajisai or hydrangea. Oh, yeah, It's harder to say in, in English than it is in Japanese. <laughs> but if you don't know what these are, they're like these huge cluster of flowers that spring up in Japan around June early June, because there's so much rain. And and the plant is more
1: like a bush. That's how big it is. It's not like like a daisy type flower.
0: Yeah, they're so big. And they're really gorgeous because they're like blue and violet and purple and pink. And they're all clustered together. So you could really have your entire view could be covered with ajisai or hydrangea if you go to some great spot.
1: fun fact about that the reason they have different colors depends on the ph of the soil that the plant is buried in oh and so i can't remember which is which like either it's acid it's more pink or it, either acid or base and then one end is like completely pink the other end is completely blue and then so when you get like the variation colors like the purples magentas that's hmm. when the ph is more muddled
0: oh interesting yeah because they do have very different colors even like some that are pretty close to each other, they can have a totally different color. Mm-hmm. And two spots I kind of want to recommend if you're in Tokyo in June, because it's a bit similar to Sakura where they're not, you know, they're not blooming year round. It's really only about maybe two or three weeks. I think it's a bit longer than Sakura, but it is like a limited time.
1: Mm. Uh,
0: and if you do come in early June, I really recommend Hokusan Jinja or Hokusan Shrine, which is kind mm. of near the middle of Tokyo. They have a Ajisai festival, a hydrangea festival, where there's probably hundreds of these flowers that you can see. And they also have some stands where they sell some snacks that are shaped like the flower, which are uh, mm-hmm. actually quite nice. And they have like stage shows and a bunch of other things. And it's just really a beautiful temple anyways. And another one is a bit more hidden. It's near uh, Oji Station, which is kind of like in the northern part of Tokyo. There's nothing famous about this place. It's kind of a neighborhood just like a Japanese mm-hmm. suburb almost. But behind the train, they have a small park that has several hundred meters of the Ajisai. Oh,
1: And wow. it's really beautiful. It's got to be and, gorgeous.
0: Yeah. And it, it's a bit hidden. You don't often see it in like guidebooks or whatever because it is kind of out of the way. It's not like on Yamanote-sen, but it's mm-hmm. not too far from Ueno or Ginza, for example. Oh. So it's definitely one of my hidden spots because I used to live near there. So I, I stumbled upon it by accident and i thought well how does nobody know about this place but it's definitely a really great place to go to in summertime
1: yeah earlier speaking of just randomly running into like a sudden festival i was in a Soxa area last weekend with my roommate and they were having an ajisai festival oh and i was like oh okay well cool i didn't come here for this but now i get to see all these beautiful all these beautiful displays and everything
0: yeah if you think about it summer in japan is kind of broken up into different eras for example june is when the ajisai starts so you can go and see those flowers and go to the festivals and then july it gets a bit more hotter july and august so they have a lot of like fireworks festivals and mm-hmm. the japanese summer festivals that we talked about a lot really sprung up and especially in early july if you want to be in an air-conditioned building a lot of department stores in japan have these huge summer sales and not really for any specific item, just in general. For example, I know Takashimaya, they have one right now. In, and not just in their store, they have an online sale too. So if uh-huh. you want to shop online, for example, at Takashimaya or at like Isetan, you could definitely save some money if you shop right now. And they sell a lot <laughs> of different items, of course. So I think for people who maybe are not so outdoorsy, they also still look forward to summer because, oh, I can you know, go shopping. Jessica, Kai, do you have any, I guess, last recommendations or last bit of advice for people who are coming to Japan in some, um, maybe something they should what? eat or some
2: place they should go? If you get the chance, check out Nagashi Solmen. Oh, yes. it's So, Solmen is a cold wheat noodle dish with suyu. It's delicious. I love it. And Nagashi Solmen is where they have these bamboo shoots with water running through them. Uh, and they'll put uh, cooked solmen, run it down the chute so... You just kind of pluck it out with your chopsticks, and you eat it from there. I don't know how better to explain that, but
1: yeah, it's kind of a unique like,
2: cultural experience, and it's delicious.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, definitely. That
0: was something I actually forgot to mention is soul men because it really is only a maybe not available in summer, but it is another typical Japanese summer food. What about you, Cheska San? Do you have any last bit of advice you want to give people, or a recommended um, hotspot?
1: I would just kind of reiterate: be prepared for the insanity of Japanese heat but don't let that scare you away because you can definitely still kind of deal with the heat and have a good good time at the same time
0: definitely there's plenty of ice cream to cool you down no matter what yeah no matter where you go and that's it for this week's episode if you're curious about the shops we talked about today or there's a store in Japan you like you can buy anything from Japan with World Shopping You'll see the World Shopping banner appear on hundreds of Japanese sites, allowing you to instantly buy anything from participating shops. And we can buy items from any shop in Japan, including the ones we talked about today, like Kimono Machi,
2: The Endless Summer, and Takashi Maya. Get 300 yen off any order of 300 yen or more with the coupon code WSPOD300. That is W-S-P-O-D 300. It is valid till June of 2070. Search World Shopping Global for more information and start shopping today.
0: You can also find us on social media. Just search for World Shopping on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. See you later, or in Japanese, matane! Matane!
2: ne.